This is the Camel Call Podcast, and I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. This conversation, we sit down with Aaron Blockman, the all-time Camel leader in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He started his career in 2014, coming to Bowie's Creek from just up the road in Sanford, the 919. What he finished was a fantastic career at Campbell, including being named second team All-Big South in his final season in 2018. So Blockman, who was originally a PFL commit, then gets to play scholarship football and was a part of the huge transformation of this program we've seen under Mike Minner in the last five years. He ended his career with 25 touchdowns and just over 2,600 yards. He's going to leave this conversation remembering some of his best moments. We're going to pick on Block a little bit, too, because he's got a good personality about some of his least favorite plays, but also, too, what he's doing now as a firefighter, EMT, helping out in the front lines, working 24-hour shifts out in Greenville. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with number four, Aaron Blockman. Aaron, I want to start not with your catching, but your throwing ability, because there was a practice your final season. You and Mike Minner had a competition to throw 50-yard passes to the end zone, and I was there filming and, and kind of observing the whole thing. What was that competitive nature like between you and, and the head coach? Oh, man, it was great. Um, you know, great relationship between me and Coach Man. You know, Coach Man, in his mind, you know, he still think he's 23-2, so, you know, his he think he can still guard me and stuff. So, you know, he was still competitive, you know, even as, you know, age and stuff. But um, it was just fun, you know. He still wanted to get out there and be one of the guys, essentially, you know. So, you know, throwing the football scene, like, you know, I would talk trash to him, too. You know, he's still, you know, competitive. So, now nah, it was cool to do that stuff with, you know, guy that played in the NFL and stuff, you know. Not a lot of people can say that they had that as a coach. So and he was a great mentor as well. Speaking from a mentor standpoint, you had a chance your final season during the spring game, and this was kind of brought upon you a few days before, but to be interviewed by this young little six, seven-year-old kid at the time who, who was at the spring game, and he got to ask you some questions. And what was that moment like for you just stepping back and, and kind of doing something neat and different during a spring game? I mean, it was different, you know. Um, it's always unique, you know, you guys, you know, the marketing department always does a good job, uh, you know, doing the media stuff. So, I mean, being interviewed by little kids, even at the spring fan fest, you know, seeing kids with the jerseys and stuff on, I mean, they're fans too, you know, they still watch sports too. I mean, they might not know what's going on exactly, but I mean, they still watch sports too. So, you know, being interviewed by a little kid, you know, that's cool, man. You know, can't forget where you came from. I was probably that little kid. I wish I had the opportunity to interview somebody. So, yeah, it's cool opportunities for the kids and stuff. Aaron, you, you no doubt were not shy around the cameras, which, which made it fun to, to cover you all those years. I want to go back to your, your first season as a redshirt freshman after you sat out the first year. We went down to San Diego, which is a fantastic trip for a variety of reasons, but you guys were not only in that game, but had a chance to beat the conference champions in, in San Diego that year. Give me some memories you had from that contest. I know you scored a touchdown in that game, but just being a part of a back-and-forth battle with San Diego. Oh, man. It was crazy, man. Going out there to San Diego, you know, I've never been out there to California. So, you know, we left a day earlier, we left on Thursday. Uh, get there, get adjusted. You know, it was hot there, but it was cold in North Carolina where we had been practicing in. So, you know, it was a little different. Um, getting to the game and stuff, it's hot. Um, it's crazy. The water tasted funny on the sideline. It was, it was crazy. I didn't drink water the whole first half. It, it was disgusting. I had to get the water bottles from the bus we had. Everybody did. But, um, yeah, getting to the game, you know, I had a couple of big plays in that game, and I felt like that was my breakout game 
you know, San Diego hadn't lost at home, I think, in like 26-something games or something. It was some crazy number. And then they had that little um, first down bell, you know, the little doo-doo-doo-doo. I, I can't remember, but um, it was pretty exciting going out there, going toe-for-toe with them, you know, because they were a pretty good team. They made a run in um, the playoffs and stuff, you know. Unfortunately, things didn't go our way. Uh, we were close, though. Um, but, yeah, now some good memories out there in California. No, two of my favorite memories from that trip was one, getting in and out burger, because I'm a West Coast guy naturally. So for me, that was just neat to, to get a burger. And two, you got to play against Jamal Agnew, who's now with the Detroit Lions and a pro bowler as a you know kick and right. punt returner. And, and you burned him for 115 yards. So it, obviously he had the game-winning pick, but you also got the 100 yards, which was kind of neat. Right. Man, I, I wish I could take that play back, man. It was it was so much. It was crazy. It was a lot that went into the play. It was a trick play and some mis- miscommunication. It was all crazy. But, yeah, Jamal, man, shout out to him. Um, keep up with him on Instagram. So, pretty cool guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I did him, though, in college, though, so I get to say that and hold that above his head. So, Hey, that's, that's what the best memories are for, regardless of how good they are. You get to enjoy it a little bit. Um, Aaron, you come back the next right. season in 2016. <laughs> yeah. And really take off from a not only a touchdown standpoint, but it started really in that Chawan game where you had four touchdowns. You guys played at Chawan, which is a little different for most F- FCS teams. But how are you feeling just in terms of route running and getting the ball back and forth and really dominating that game? Oh, so, yeah, coming in that year, you know, I was really confident in my game and stuff. You know, I don't know if you remember. You remember that picture that you guys used? It was against Chawan when I jumped up in the air. And, uh, so, like, that was the year before, so then we went back to them. So, you know, a little motivation, kind of, whatever, but, um, you know, it's pretty cool. So, I was like, yeah, you know, I got it, you know. So, I did this to them last year, so, you know, I'm saying I'm finna. So, you know, that, that's when I really came into my game, my, my yeah, my route running, my everything, my catching, my confidence, my swagger. So, and then after that, my game just took over the rest, and, you know, I was getting open, and, you know, Eliza was finding me. And then, yeah, that was it pretty much. We were connecting. Something I want to touch on, too, because I noticed it in the Davidson game that year. Your big touchdown celebration early in your career was you'd run to the end zone, put your right hand over your eye like you're in the military, and salute the crowd, you know, as if you're showing the 5,000 fans or whatnot your appreciation. Where did that celebration kind of come from for you? Man, it's crazy. You can't even describe the feeling in the moment of scoring those big touchdowns and stuff, man. I don't even know. It just came to me, and then after that, it's just basically like a yes, sir, like let's go. Like, and just salute to everybody. Shout out to the fans, you know, pulling up and watching the show. So basically, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but I like it. And it just stuck. <laughs> One great story I do want to touch on was the Dayton game, um, your junior year. And I know we had talked about this after the game because we interviewed you, but you rocked the baby, you kind of cradled the baby after scoring two touchdowns. And I believe it was an homage to one of your siblings. I don't remember the exact story, but. Give us a sense of what it was like scoring two touchdowns against Dayton and then honoring, you know, honoring that young child you were supporting on that touchdown. Yeah, so my uncle just had a, um, you know, a little baby girl, and, he, and I talked to him uh, a couple of days before, and he was like, man, you score a touchdown. He was like, give me a shout-out. I was like, I got you. I was like, I'm going to ride the baby. You know, you know, I got in the zone twice, so, you know, I ride the baby for him one time. You know, shout-out to the fam, 919. Yeah, so, yeah, it's you know, it's just a support thing, you know, just showing love. It's interesting to us because we see the records you set with receiving yards and touchdowns, but at Southern Lee High School, you were a receiver and a running back and had over 1,000 yards early in your career as a running back. 
What was it like coming to Campbell and getting a sense of your position and ultimately saying, hey, I want to be a receiver and I want to set some records here? Right. So, yeah, um, I really found my game in college, I would say. Um, you know, in middle school I played, but, I mean, it wasn't – don't really throw the ball in middle school, you know. So, I mean, I really didn't play receiver in middle school. I was more of a blocker out there. But, then, you know, coming to high school, started to play receiver a little more, throwing the ball, you know, running routes and stuff. I was pretty fast, you know. I had some decent moves. But then coming to college, you know, learning from the older guys uh, my freshman year, my true freshman year, you know, just learning from the older guys, learning that things were different, learning different moves and techniques that you can use to get open and stuff. I, like, really developed my game, and, you know, it just took off from there. I was going to say, what did you learn from not only playing with Ben Bowling, who is now a coach at Campbell and was a coach when you were there, but someone who was the player you passed for the all-time receiving record? Oh, man, shout-out to Ben, man. That's my guy. Um, you know, he was a great Great player, man, great friend, but now he's an even better coach, you know. He knew the game and stuff. Basically, he was a coach to, I mean, while he was playing with me, you know, he was an older guy. So, you know, I always listened to his advice and stuff, and he showed me a lot of things. And, you know, man, shout-out to Ben, though, for sure, yeah. Ben Bowling, good guy. Aaron, your career was filled with some monumental efforts in terms of, you know, four touchdowns in a game like we touched on against Chawan multiple games of 100 or more yards. Was there a game that maybe stood out to you in particular or something you remember about playing at, at Campbell? Uh, I'd probably say going for 1,000 yards, you know, that whole season. Like, because I was having consecutive back-to-back 100-yard games and stuff and touchdowns and stuff. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. And that was one of my goals that year. I was like, I want to go for 1,000 yards. And, uh, you know, that moment, you know, the whole offense, everybody, you know, we was clicking that year. We set a lot of records that year, so. Yeah, that was probably my biggest moment. And especially looking back on it now, you know, I'm, what, two years removed, I think. You know, looking back, I still got records and stuff. That's pretty cool, you know, to say back. I, I still got it. I did that in college and stuff. So, hopefully they stay. But I know Snead and them young guys, man, I'll be watching them. So, I mean, it probably won't hold for long. But, yeah, I still got them for now. That is the unique part of this football program. And whether it was Preston Dodson 10 years ago or Austin Fleming or yourself, I think all records are meant to be broken. But it is neat you get to keep some of them for now. Um, Aaron, currently, right. you are two years removed from school, but you're, you're working as an EMT out in Greenville, and especially during this time, the importance of, of having medical professionals out in the field and, and folks able to really help on the front lines. What has that experience been like for you, and, and what have you learned during this, this crazy time? Basically, you know, just being out here in the front lines, just using caution and stuff, you know, make sure you're doing, following the right protocols and stuff, you know, social distancing, washing your hands and stuff. To be honest, it hasn't been that crazy out here, you know, Pretty much everybody's staying inside, you know, um, schools are closed and stuff. So, I mean, it's nothing too crazy going on, but I'm curious to see how the next few weeks will go, you know, things are starting to open up and stuff. So this would be the real storm, I guess, um, seeing how people react when things start to open up and see if cases spread or worse. We ask a lot of players about this, but how do you feel your experience being with 100 guys through fall camp and, and spring and the season prepare you for the working world and kind of that football atmosphere, get you ready for, for life in general? Man, it made me realize, yeah, desperately dealing with a lot of people, um, you know, different personalities and stuff. Basically, just communication is key in anything you do, you know, work, football, anything, life, communication is key. And basically just knowing how to talk to people, you know, you can't talk to everybody the same way. So basically learning how to communicate with people definitely helped me, you know, dealing with the guys. Aaron, you were a multiple-time all-conference receiver, including your final year in the Big South. But 
I do want to bring up your, your second to last year in 2017. You caught this route over the middle against Methodists and were running away to the heavens. But I believe, and you can explain this better, I believe you got tripped up around the f- four or five yard line. And for someone with so many records in Campbell history, how did that all unfold for you? Oh, man, it was terrible. It was probably the worst highlight of my life, pretty much. You know, I, the guys, they, they, they got me for it. You know, I've never lived now. They still talk about it. Um, so I'm still paying for it. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it happens to the best of them. <laughs> we still won the game. And I still scored, I think, later in the game. So it's all good. <laughs> no, I just had to, I had to pick your brains about that because I remember being on the sidelines and all the guys were asking you about it. And you're like, oh, man, he just he tripped me up. I didn't see him coming. And it, it's kind of cool. <laughs> block later that year in the homecoming game you had an incredible touchdown against Jacksonville for a couple of reasons one the game was was back and forth and there was a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter but two you jumped over a player our athletic director at the time Bob Roller was standing in the end zone he was blown away by the play what was it like from your standpoint being able to to leap over a defender and make an incredible catch like that like coach Mitchell used to say big time players make big time plays and big time games you know what I'm saying so basically, you know, I mean, just being in the moment, you know, doing my job. I mean, we practice those plays all the time in practice. So, you know, it's just muscle memory at that point. And then at the game, you know, you just do it. You're in the moment. Your adrenaline is running. It's the fourth quarter. We were we were down, you know, trying to tie the game and stuff. I mean, it, it was cool, man. Absolutely, Block. And I want to go to your senior year because there, there were a couple of neat moments in that season. Of course, playing in the Big South was one of them. But I got to walk off the field with you at Georgetown up in Washington, D.C., and, and you were about as excited for a win in that game as I had seen in your entire four or five-year career. What were the emotions leading into that game, and, and why was it so rewarding to be able to, to beat Georgetown on the road? Oh, man, yeah. So that Georgetown game, man, it was, it was personal because uh, the year before I had got hurt. Um, that's the game I got hurt against Georgetown, and, you know, we ended up losing. It was a pretty close game. And I felt like if I wouldn't have got hurt, you know, probably would have won the game. So coming out there next year, you know, coming out to their home, beating them in-house. So, you know, that was pretty cool doing that. So it was a lot of motion, you know. It was a back-and-forth game the whole game. But, you know, you know, we came out with the victory on top. So it was a lot of motion. That first D1 win in Campbell history, I think that was a big milestone. So it was a huge win for the program as well, too, and especially for the players, you know, getting that sour taste from last year out. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. A lot of emotions. And, and, and to game. pull back the curtain block, uh, in the locker room after the game, the coaches all brought out a foam finger. You know, they had the props every week that season of if they beat right. somebody, they had the props. And it was the number one foam finger with a little Georgetown sticker basically <laughs> slapped on it. You know, they weren't always the highest budget, but it was right. it was neat to see you guys react right. to it. Yeah, it's a thought that matters. We won them trophies every week. <laughs> Um, Block, I do want to ask you as well about your kick and, and punt returning game because we saw it as a freshman early in your career with a kick return touchdown. And then late in your career, Coach Minner, it was kind of interesting because we were in the Big South and, you know, with the scholarship numbers, we weren't fully scholarship at that point. And he had right. mentioned, I want to get more of my starters on special teams. And all of a sudden in the Presbyterian game, you step up and, and have a huge touchdown for your group. Oh, man. I wish I would have done it a lot more, uh, you know, special teams, punt Pretty much every time they put me back there and they kicked it to me, and I was running them back when they did put me back there. So, you know, it's pretty cool doing that, you know, sparking, you know, the whole team, offense and defense at that point, you know, when you score on special teams. So it was pretty cool, man. You know, shout out to the guys blocking and stuff, you know, so they they, they important too as well. So, you know, yeah, special teams and stuff, that was fun. I wish I would have done it more. 
Block, you were known as a high-energy player and someone that everyone kind of um, responded to or would pay attention to what you had to say. Where does that emotion come from for you as, as a football player? And, and looking back on it, what are those relationships like today based on, you know, the guys you met during your time in the Creek? Right. I mean, I just approach it, I mean, every day, you know, like we, we out here trying to be great. So, you know, I'm, I'm pushing each other, my, myself and my teammates, you know, and at the, at the same time, we're having fun. You know, that was the best times, some of the best moments of my life so far, you know. So just basically enjoying the moment, um, you know, being positive, you know, and no matter adversity and stuff, so just being positive, going through stuff. Yeah, nah, yeah, man, and the energy just come, man. That's just my – I'm not a down person. I'm, I'm – yeah, that's just not me. I'm not one. Yeah, I can't explain it. <laughs> Another fun question I wanted to get you on here is your, your final season, kind of the theme was build the creek and, and push the creek to the Big South. And the poster that year was this like sub-Saharan desert laid out over Barker Lane Stadium. And it was you and Shuler Littleton and Daniel Smith and guys like that kind of making different moves on the sand and in the desert. How did, what did you think of the poster and, and kind of the team's whole philosophy that year? Oh, man, that was a good year, man. Like I said, man, the marketing team, you guys do a very good job, you know, creating backgrounds and stuff, you know, the posters especially, you know. So, you know, that was just, you know, we did Camel Campbell, so, you know, we in the desert, it's the creek and stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty good marketing stuff, you know. But, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I always enjoy taking pictures and stuff, doing that stuff, and it looked cool. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, the media days were always fun for us, and now they're four- to five-hour ordeals just with right. having 100 kids and, and getting everybody through all the stations. Um, Block, my, my final question for you on a fun note. Um, your last spring ball, there was a video we put out on social media. You actually almost tackled me uh, on a great catch you had near the sideline, and I think I was a little too close to the field. I was always willing to risk it for the biscuit. But, uh, one, do you remember that? And, and two, you, ha you have to be pretty coordinated to avoid a camera guy when you're out there running a route and playing against, you know, a DB in a drill. Right. Yeah, no, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I think it was like an over-the-shoulder catch, like fading towards the sideline. Yeah. No, I mean, you just got to have situational awareness, you know. I mean, in the game, it's going to be people standing there too. So, you know, you ain't just trying to run head first into everything you see. So, you know, you move out the way, you know, just instinct, you know, after the catch and stuff, yeah. But now I saw you. <laughs> you ended up with 25 touchdowns in your career, which is remarkable and, and one of the best in Campbell history. But a game I want to touch on was later in your career in 2017. You guys went up to Dayton, Ohio, a team you, you had not beaten in your tenure there and in the program's history. But you played through an injury at a couple of touchdowns. And what was that moment like celebrating with Dr. Creed in the locker room and being able to beat Dayton? Oh man, it was crazy. That that whole sequence of being dating and then me getting hurt and everything, it was crazy. You know, that was my first game back. Um, I remember when I first got injured, like the the next week, Coach Mick came to me. He was like, "Hey, you gonna play this week?" And I was like, "I could barely walk." Like it was crazy. He was like, "You go play this week?" I was like, "I can't play." <laughs> and so, but when I finally was able to play, you know, it was pretty crazy leading up to the week because I couldn't really run full speed. I hadn't run full speed in practice uh, since I toured. So. You know, I was like, hey, I'm going to play this week. So I did rouse with Aaron stuff leading them to the week. But then we got out there. Um, like you said, we never beat Dayton before. And I scored two touchdowns to basically win the game. And it was crazy. It was some long touchdowns, too. So, I mean, it felt good coming back off of injury and stuff, knowing that I still had it. You know, I didn't lose a step or anything. But it was a pretty exciting moment, especially for Dr. Creed, you know, being in the locker room with us, traveling with us, him and his family, you know, that was important in a huge moment in program history. Blockman, my final thought, 
you played five years at Campbell and, of course, set multiple wide receiving records. But just in terms of your career and your development as a young student athlete, what did you enjoy about being a Campbell Camel? And looking back on it now a couple of years, what do you remember most about being a part of the football program? Uh, basically, man, changing the culture, you know, from basically seeing where it comes from, especially I know uh, Bob Rowley used to come in and show the PowerPoint with the stadium and stuff, showing how the um, – the press box used to be a, a trailer on stilts and stuff and how players didn't even have a, a season the first season they brought it back. So, you know, just seeing it. I mean, I didn't see that part, but, you know, just hearing that part and basically seeing it evolve, let's get in the weight room and stuff, the new field, you know. So basically seeing it come from there and, and just shifting the program of scholarship and stuff, you know, it was cool to see and to see where it's going now. You know, it's pretty cool to see. Well, Blockman, since this is a podcast, I appreciate you getting decked out in your Campbell wind jacket from your senior year. It, it looks good on you, that's for sure. Yeah, and, uh, 3.0, yeah, you got the jacket. Having 3.0, so, you know, it's smart too, so. Hey, travel travel gear with Tater was, was some of the best stuff, you know, over oh, yeah. the years, and that's sure. always an important part of it. Uh, thanks for jumping on the uh, Camel Call podcast, Block. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me.